Megan Hicks of I Run Far. I'm with Tom Evans. It's the day after the 2023 Western States Endurance Run, and you are the men's champion. Wow. Yeah, thanks so much. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I still, it hasn't quite sunk in yet. Um, just an incredibly special day. Lots of memories made on the trails, and um, yeah, very thankful to still be standing, and uh, <laughs> yeah, haven't taken a smile off my face since I crossed the finish line. Um, what does it feel like to be the champion of this race? You're a couple minutes away from the awards ceremony where you're going to get that cougar, which is like such a coveted thing in ultra running, right? Yeah, I think it's, especially as a European, there are very mm. few Europeans. We think it's two males, two male Europeans who have won Western States before. Uh, a, yeah, a guy called Killian, I think. Um, is he? <laughs> to, yeah, to be following Killian's footsteps. Yeah. Uh, is just, yeah, I just can't quite believe it. So I really hope it sort of, yeah, shows some other European guys that it is doable and yeah, we can come over to the US and um, it's such an incredible race. It's very different to racing in Europe. Um, neither of them are better than the other, but it's very different. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think hopefully it sort of inspires some of the other top guys in Europe that they can come over here and have a really good result. Um, because yeah, it's such a, it's such a special day. Let's talk about your day a little bit. I mean, you sort of uh, called the shots that you thought you were going to see or you thought we would all see on race day, and then that just happened. Um, does that mean that your race went roughly according to your plan? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I knew I was very cautious to draw out splits for the high country because no one really knew what it was going to be like. So, yeah, if I took... I knew it was going to be similar sort of conditions after Robinson Flat as it was in 2019, but a bit cooler. So I thought, right, well, I'll take, I'll take gym splits from 2019 and just add a couple of minutes on every checkpoint. And I think we were inside three minutes of every split. Um, so yeah, it hit it, it hit it exactly as I wanted to. We were 20, 25 minutes slower in the high country. Um, there was a big group. Yeah, someone went off the front hard first, which I thought was going to happen. Yep. And then... There was a big group pretty much up until Robinson Flat, and then it started to spread out a little bit. Um, but I think a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people burnt a few more matches than maybe they thought they did in the high country. Yeah. Um, kind of just fighting for position. So I, there was a group of 11 or 12 of us, and I just sat at the back of it and okay. just thought, right, well, just, I can see everyone. It then meant that I could sort of, yeah, pick a slightly better line. Um, and I didn't have to sort of stop and look and see where the, Markers were the market. It was amazing how well it was marked, okay. but it's still it's still really difficult to see sometimes. Because you weren't on you weren't on a trail per se. You were following markers across snow and then the little breaks between the snow, right? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And sometimes like a tree might be in the ways so you couldn't really see it. So mm. some people go right, some people go left, and yeah, I could just sit at the back and see which one looked like the best route and just follow along. So yeah, and then getting the I've looked up to, and still do look up to Dakota Jones and have done since I started since I started running and he's, I think he's got some of, if not the best ethics and morals in this sport. And yeah, to be able to spend so much time with him and get to know him a little bit better during the race was seriously cool. Um, you are a, you are a running romance type of person. Yeah. I just like company. I, guess, <laughs> I think, I especially think when you're trying to do something that is at your limit, I think having, mm. yeah, having someone to keep company and give you a bit of confidence, especially so early on in the race yeah. that, 
sometimes it's difficult to know if you're moving well. You might feel like you are, but actually you're backing off. So yeah, I think just by having a little bit of company and someone as such a high caliber athlete as Dakota is, um, yeah, is, can only be beneficial. You spent a lot of time together in the sort of early middle miles of the race. Were there any fun conversations, moments to share with the rest of us? Um, yeah, I think we, yeah, we sort of got to know each other yeah, pretty well. Mm -hmm. We spoke a lot about, we were with each other. It was, quite, it was pretty smoky at some point. Yeah. So we sort of shared our experience. He did a I Am Tough race. I am tough hundred miler or hundred K that in uh, Idaho, yeah. in Idaho, and he said you did that one year and it was really smoky and yeah we just chatted sort of complete nonsense for five six hours and <laughs> I guess it was nice. I think when you when you run with someone you know really well, I think you feel like you have to talk the whole time. Whereas I'd never spoken with Dakota before, so yeah, I sort of feel like as well as being able to compete against him, I've gained a friend mm. whom will stay in touch for yeah for the foreseeable future, which is great. You ran together for quite some time, but it was also a race. Were, was there a bit of gamesmanship happening there, or were you really just trying to pass some miles together? Uh, yeah, I think it was the latter. I think we were just trying to make sure that we were moving well. Um, we didn't even really, yeah, we didn't ha have the conversation of, oh, I wonder if we'll be together. We were like, let's just keep using each other mm -hmm. for as long as we can, and we know it's a race. Um, let's make sure one of us wins. Um, yeah. I think... You eventually intentionally made a break, though. Is that right? Yeah. So in uh, in Forest Hill, I stopped to change shoes, but Dakota didn't. And he, I don't know whether he rushed through, but I think he thought, oh, this is a good opportunity. I can get a bit of time yeah. on, on Tom. And um, not exactly what happened ultimately, though, right? <laughs> yeah. So he probably had sort of a minute leaving Forest Hill. And I sort of, I picked up the pace. And thankfully, this year, we were slightly rerouted and, we stayed on the tarmac for a little bit longer, which meant that I could see him. Um, because I think if we'd turned off uh, going down Cow Street, it might have been a little bit of a different story because I'd have just lost sight. And it's, sometimes it's when you lose sight, yeah. your head can go a little oh, that's bit. that's interesting. So oh. I think that was a real, I had something to chase. So that was, yeah, that was super beneficial for me. And yeah, when we went to Cow 1 and then in between sort of Cow 1 and Cow 2, yeah, I sort of, I went to the front and just put in a little bit of a surge, nothing okay crazy but harder than I would have harder than I was prepared to run for the rest of the race and <laughs> held it for sort of two three minutes and turned around on a little switch back and I didn't see him so I thought right let's let's keep going it's pretty um yeah there's a lot of vegetation here so you can't see that far ahead like let's just try and get that elastic to snap because the mm -hmm. worst thing is when you try and snap the elastic and it doesn't they then are in the driver's seat so yeah, managed to snap the elastic and was told when I was at uh, at Rocky Chucky that I had six minutes on Dakota at Cal 3. So I just thought, right, brilliant, just keep pushing. Um, I had originally planned to have my pacer from Forest Hill to the river, but I thought it was going to be a bit more of a distraction there. So we made the decision on the ground to postpone the pacer okay. um, and go for the last 20 because things were working really nicely with Dakota and I didn't want to change it. Got so. It. I then had something to look forward to, which was great, and picked up Josh Eberly, who, yeah. He picked you up at Rocky Chucky at the river, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah so we did, and then did the last 20 together, and yeah, it was just, yeah, it was really nice, and it was just really smooth, and we just clipped along nicely. Um, yeah, sort of operating sort of around, just outside eight-minute miling, I think it was eight, ten, um, sort of grade-adjusted pace, roughly. <laughs> um, yeah, which was perfect, and um, 
Yeah. Were you trying to, at that point, were you still following splits and trying to keep a certain pace? Or were you sort of going in the moment with like, oh, this little uphill feels good, this little downhill feels bad? Or yeah, what was it like there? Uh, didn't, not necessarily on splits. It was just, I'm not hiking. Um, so ran, yeah, ran the whole thing um, until just before Pointed Rocks, it. where it's sort of the little technical bit, um, little technical uphill. So yeah, ran all of Greengate up to Greengate, um, which I think is a, yeah, that's a really decisive point. I think if you start hiking there and you've still got 20 miles to go, it can be a long day. Yeah. So yeah, it was just, let's just move as well as we can. And yeah, having a bit of company really, uh, yeah, really made the time go much quicker. Um, I looked down at my watch once I had basically had four different GPS files <laughs> to break the race up a bit. And I looked at it <laughs> stupidly going up Greengate and it said like, you have like three hours, 40 minutes to go. And I just, that's so demoralizing. That's very rude. <laughs> yeah, I was like, come on, I can be quicker than that. So yeah, we knew it was going to be around, I knew I was going to finish around, according to the watch, around um, uh, 14.40. So we're like, right, let's just, that's the aim, 14.40. This is what we're um, doing. This is what we're doing. It's, I think it's going to be enough. And found out that we were 24 minutes or 25 minutes ahead at Pointed Rocks. And yeah, just took the foot off the gas a little bit on the descent. Um, just because didn't want to take any unnecessary risks, didn't feel like we needed to. And yeah, then just ran the, ran across no hands and ran the final climb, which I think I've run 50 times okay. in the last couple of years. It was, okay. I did a little, I did a lot in 2019 before. Um, and yeah, and then came, got to the track and it was just wild. It was like an outdoor party and yeah, yeah it was just incredibly emotional. It was really nice. I know you've been here before, um, but you haven't been here yet as the champion of Western States. This uh, Placer High School, that track, this place, this is an iconic place of ultra running and coming across the line now as the champion of this race. Can you share with us how that felt for you? Just incredibly special. And actually when I was here in 2019 was when they were redoing and repairing mm -hmm. the track mm -hmm. so we didn't actually get to do a lap we just went straight in right. and you had to do the short way we in. did a short way uh, in. right so i'd never run around the track uh. getting all the support so yeah to be able to do that as the first athlete coming onto the track is incredibly special and something mm -hmm. that yeah i won't be forgetting and yeah there's a lot of history that goes into this race and it's something that i love about ultra running it's not just a oh it's just a race like there's so much more to it and i feel like with western states it's probably the race that has the most amount of whether it's history but a certain amount the most to it and I think it's yeah it's just incredibly special to yeah to be able to put that on my CV I've yeah I keep finishing second and third in races and finally to I'd happily take that all the time you are a pretty good podium finisher though aren't you generally like good for the podium we'll see you're only as you're only as good as your last performance it will only take a couple of non-podiums oh, to uh to get you there but yeah i've i i think this training block was just so specific and i think if i if i hadn't raced western states and i'd raced a different race this weekend it would it would have been a different result it was this training had just been so so focused towards western states and yeah it's yeah it's paid off and i'm just over the moon I have to ask, when you cross that line as the men's winner, you earn this thing that's a bib that says M1 on it. Is that something that you have allowed yourself to think about for even a moment since last night? Uh, it hasn't. No, it's the first time it's uh, <laughs> the first time it comes up, and yeah, you don't get offered that bib. Yeah. Uh, 
very often and it will be incredibly hard to turn down. Yeah, we'll see what happens there, eh? We've got a long time. We've got 12 months. <laughs> Congratulations on your win of the 2023 Western States Endurance Run and enjoy going over to that award ceremony and getting that very special award. Thank you very much and look forward to seeing you soon. Men's winner of UT uh, Western States. <laughs> That's how it's going to be. That's exactly what you're going to say. Are you going to introduce the I'll interview? Okay. Hey, Megan Hicks here from I Run Far, and I am here now with Tom Evans, the winner of the 2023 Western States. So, Tom, how was it out there? I won that damn race, didn't oh, <laughs> Sorry, we've mixed up roles. Oh, yeah. We'll start again. We'll start again. <laughs> Megan Hicks of I Run Far. I'm with Tom Evans. It's the day. I'm going to start that again. <laughs>